it's Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Woo! Starting off the morning, a uh, bit of a spooky vibe in the air. <laughs> it's not because uh, getting out of the house this morning, we saw any giant haunted Calgary jackrabbits. Oh. <laughs> no. They are out there, though. They are, yeah. Boy. Lurking around. Can be a thing. Uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking about uh, urban legends from where you grew up. Everybody knows that we've all got those stories that we've heard growing up in junior high and high school, mm-hmm. and they feel like they've been around forever. And Fuzzy, it's usually like, oh, not me, but my cousin's <laughs> friend's sister. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This crazy thing happened yeah. to her. There was this new girl in school, and the rumors were, here's why she left her old school. And mm. this guy got caught doing something in the bathroom that he should have been doing. And very bizarre urban legends. We, uh... Love visits with our uh, good friend, Ryan Harding, from CTV Morning Live. Every morning, Danae, he uh, he comes, hangs out with us. He uh, records a beautiful, well-crafted weather forecast for us. But this morning, Danae, we decided, why don't we ask Ryan about the urban legends from back home in Newfoundland? Well, yeah, Ryan's got so many great stories. So, of course, we want to hear about one of the oldest places in our country. Whoa, tell us about uh, urban legends in small-town Newfoundland, Ryan. All right, well, Newfoundland, uh, St. John specifically sometimes is called the town of ghosts. And Ooh. so it's the oldest city in North America and plenty of wars, French and English and English and beyond. So there's uh, a tower called Cabot Tower. It's kind of like a castle. And that's where Canada's last hanging was, I do believe. Wow. And so there's Beautiful. this haunted hike that's quite popular there. And that's one of the stops. And yeah, the gallows, where the gallows used to be. Apparently, you can see and hear some strange things if you're there. Oh, no. Have you ever experienced anything there? No, no. It's one of those things where you go and you say, okay, this place is haunted. This place is haunted. This place is haunted. So you're looking for it, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So I think anything personally experienced can be accounted for. Um, but there's some creepy stories about Signal Hill, uh, the Battery, which is the area that that's in, uh, basically just from the 1500s and 1600s, all the wars. Okay, so in this room right now, it's uh, Ryan Harding from CTV Morning Live. It's Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. You've been to St. John's. The three of us haven't. Who's going? <laughs> I want to go now. For ghosts I want to go now. Yeah. yeah. The Ghost and Gallows Tour. I want to yeah. see the Gallows Tour. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I love when Ryan shares little nuggets like that totally. about Newfoundland. Because, <laughs> because that's my history. Yeah. Totally. Kind of, sort of, because I was born in Newfoundland and know nothing about it. Uh, it's true. And you've never, because you, you moved here when you were two, right? Well, we Barbados for until I was four. Right, right, right. And you haven't been back. No. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're going. That's it. Field there trip. There we go. Perfect. Love road it. Trip. Ro- road trip. I don't kay, know if kay. I'm on a road trip. How long does it take to drive to Newfoundland? Uh, 17 no, days. No, knowing that it's not connected to the rest of hey, Canada, I, I don't think. Uh, how long does it take to drive to Newfoundland? Oh, oh Siri oh. fail. On it. Siri fail. On it. On it. Uh, two days, 18 hours, and 50 minutes via the Trans-Canada. Don't okay, so if we you. if we leave now, we'll be there by sometime on Saturday? Yeah. You guys go. I'll be there by plane. Traffic is light. <laughs> traffic is light. That's good to know. Good, good to know traffic is light. That's real good. Can't you just, like, picture, like, being in, in high school right now where, like, something would be said about something. That they, well, yeah, yeah, but no, 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 no. It's it's not, not me, but my cousin's yeah. friend's sister... Yeah. She lives in the Southwest, so it's, like, far away. It's, like, far away, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, this totally happened to them. Mm-hmm. And someone else goes, wait, I've also heard that story, but from a completely different point of view. This is the urban legend of a girl in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, who just wanted to go for a nice steamy soak. 
at the local civic center that was named Rusty McDonald. At the Rusty McDonald? The Rusty McDonald. I, I feel like that sounds like something that would, that would be in the Urban Dictionary. The like you Google the Rusty McDonald, it's very awkward. The boy. two main swimming pools in Saskatoon are the Rusty McDonald Civic Center yeah. and Harry Bailey Aquatic Center. Oh, okay, okay. So there you go. Then the legend has it this girl went and sat in the hot tub and a few weeks after that discovered she was pregnant. From sitting in the hot tub. The girl of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan that went and sat in the Rusty McDonald hot tub and got pregnant became like the biggest urban legend ever. And not going to lie, scared a lot of us out of ever wanting to go sit in a hot tub. So with this urban legend, Mm -hmm. the girl was just... Sitting in the hot tub. She's just sitting. Let's, yes. Let's be honest. People have been. People have gotten pregnant in Definitely. hot tubs. Definitely. No, this was just a girl. It was in a public, again, civic center at the Rusty McDonald. For some reason, I feel like it was a Sunday afternoon. Lots of people around. She just went for a soak. And so, boom! so, so, just by being in the water with of the child, hot tub with child. A little while later, yes, she was she was legitimately pregnant. pregnant. And this was this like urban legend that like just lived around Saskatoon for a long time, and it really made a lot of people scared to ever go into just that specific hot tub. Now, when you say like that girl, was it again like you knew someone who was like my cousin's friend's mother's former roommate happened or was it like more direct no it was like very direct like we knew the exact girl and like she was with child oh Um, oh so this this was real and this was so this was or she or she got pregnant otherwise and decided it was it it was was easier to say that that it happened at the rusty mcdonald's it's the uh amazing thing about an urban legend there has to be just enough like plausibility yes that that it just lets people's imaginations run wild and for the longest time i thought this could be a thing until i learned that like that can't happen but wait wait think about this fuzzy what danae literally has two children and a hot tub (laughs) okay i can tell you that's definitely different are you sure yeah you're sure (laughs) okay if not in a hot tub then how just kidding What was the urban legend where you grew up? We'd love to hear about it. Text 98.5.98.5. Here's Nicole with the story of uh, the urban legend from where she grew up. Where's that? So I'm from St. Paul. And the urban legend was that there was this guy that would break into houses and take, like, go number two in the living room and bedrooms wherever he saw fit. Whoa. And then would leave. Like, he wouldn't actually steal anything. He would just break in to do his business and then leave again. And then the people would get back from their trip or wherever they were and find this in their house. Um, and then I actually, so I heard about this. And he was the older of a kid my grade. And I met him at a party once. Wait, wait, wait. wait, like, wait. Yep, you met the story. pooper? Totally check out. I, yeah, well, I didn't confront him about it and ask him if it was true or not. But upon meeting him, like very plausible. <laughs> he, he had the vibes of somebody who would break into people's homes and use their living rooms as bathrooms. If you've been to St. Paul, there's a lot of people with that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Did this guy have, like, a name to go along with the urban legend? Like, like what a pooper thinking, like, caper? The, like the wet bandits kind of thing? Yeah. You know what? We didn't have a name for him. But I feel like I feel like we should probably make one. Yeah. Captain Brownout. Oh, oh uh, the brown bandit. Oh, the brown brown yikes. Um, yikes. Okay, fuzzy. You. I I think let's just choose one of those and stop talking about names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a story, Nicole. Not those small towns. I'm telling you, <laughs> the urban legend from where you grew up. We would love to hear it. 
Uh, got to share a text we got from Leanna today. Yeah, Leanna says, uh, urban legend from my rural area that I grew up in. I went to a school that was grades three to six, and there was a story that there was a guy who lurked in the bushes Ooh. and would terrorize kids. Also, he went so far as to slash a student's leg. Oh, jeez. Leanna says, I'm absolutely convinced that the teachers made this all up so the kids, kids wouldn't go play in the bushes. See, that sometimes <laughs> is how the origin of an urban legend starts. It's yeah. like, yes. how do we come up with a really, really creative way to scare people from doing stuff we don't want them yeah. to do? Yeah. That's a pretty good way. Don't go in there. You're going to get slapped. Kind of like a fable, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I mean, the thing there is that that's a made up story. The story I'm about to share is very, very real. Oh, Beca- okay. And I know this for a fact because this happened to a friend of mine when I was at university. Uh, his cousin, who lived in BC, okay, who had uh, an aunt who lived in uh, in Saskatchewan. This oh. happened to their family. Oh, wow. Okay, to their family's neighbor. Okay, okay, right. <laughs> so they had a pet python that just completely stopped eating. Okay. So after a while, they got a little concerned about it, and they went to the vet to see if what was wrong with the pet. And they're like, why Why is our snake stopped eating? And the vet said, well, snakes sometimes do this, and they'll just stop eating and just take it home, keep a close eye on it, and if it keeps going for another week or two, bring it back in. They went back a couple of weeks later, and the vet asked if there's been any unusual paper behavior. They say no. The only thing that's been odd is that a couple of nights ago, she woke up and found the snake beside her bed. Oh. Like in the bed beside her. No, thank you. No. So at that point in time, the vet goes, okay, now, was the snake seeking warmth, and was it curled up? Because sometimes you need warmth. We all need warmth, right? <laughs> so they said no. Uh, that was the odd thing. He was lying straight up and down the bed. And then in that moment, the vet said, well, then we're going to have to put him down. Oh. Why are we going to have to put this, this snake down? Because it was, it, it's not eating. Like, there's got to be some something medical we can do for this. No, it turned out that the snake was just sizing her up. Ooh. <laughs> so it wasn't eating because it was preparing to it eat was, her? It was preparing to eat Ew. her. It's and like- as, it, as it laid there at night. It's trying to see how long it needed to stretch to, to eat her. To eat her. Can I can I fit this person in because I have this much room in my body and I got it. And this go. happened to your friend. This happened to cousins. a friend. This happened to a friend. And, and when I went to University of Lethbridge, right. His sister Sisters. who lived in BC had a cousin who lived in Saskatchewan, and it was their neighbor's Neighbor. friend. Auntie. Whoa. Wow. True uh, stories. True <laughs> stories like these. That one is super creepy, though. The urban legend of the uh, of the snake that was using itself as a ruler. Yeah. You're listening to Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Here live weekdays, 530 to 10 on 98.5 Virgin Radio. Oh, it's Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Woof! Everybody is talking about Prince Harry's book this week. Oh, it's absolutely number one. It's actually, like, on pace to set records for, like, the fastest-selling book of all all time. Uh, everybody just really wanted to hear all of Harry's stories. Including your Ooh. wife, Tyler, who already bought it on the iPad and she's been going through the book just ripping through it. I was uh, laying in bed with her the other night and she's like, God, I want to read that book so bad. She's like, but I'm reading another book right now. I was like, yeah, but is the other book you're reading like the story of a prince just telling this dirty secrets of his of his family? And she's like, you're right, I better get this book. Yeah. Like, so you know, she goes, it's $21.99. I can have it right now. And all I hear is a Bing. <laughs> she downloads it, and I'm like, oh, okay, we'll enjoy your book, honey, whatever. And, like, the last couple of days, she's had it for a couple of days now. I'm like, how is it? And she's like, all she says is, so good. 
Wow. It's, it's so good. Like he's just he's just saying everything, and I'm like, really, really, really. Can I can I can I have a look at that? At that? And she goes, okay, you don't read, you don't even care about the royal family. I'm like, no, nah, I don't even like them. And I just grab the iPad and finger my way through and scroll through, and I find myself an excerpt and. I performed the book for Kelly and Oh, sorry, you performed the book? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a, in Harry's voice. I'm like, oh, I can be your no. audio book. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, so this is Tyler's audiobook version of Prince Harry's book Spare. This is like a, a good part too cuz he's a good like excerpt? Yeah, he's talking okay. trash about his bro. Ready? Okay. Oh, wow. His voice sounded raspy. Oh, fragile. It sounded if I'm being honest old. I thought about grandpa. All at once, something shifted inside of me. I looked at Willie. Really looked at him. Maybe for the first time since we were boys. I took it all in. His familiar scowl, which had always been his default in dealings with me. His alarming baldness more advanced than my own. His famous resemblance to Mummy, which was... Fading with time, with age. In some ways, he was my mirror. In some ways, he was my opposite. My beloved brother. <laughs> my arch nemesis. How? How had that happened? Like, like right, that right there. Whoa! You're like reading it, right? It's one way. Yeah. yeah. But when you hear it sound exactly in the same voice as... Yeah. Can Prince you just, Harry. Can Prince Harry, you do, like, yeah. the same pitch you just did right off the very top? Just that one that one line again? His voice sounded raspy. <laughs> and, like, you I think about it. I love your Prince Harry voice. Yeah, because it's, like, it's so authentic, right? Yeah. And, like, you think about it, like, in real life, he'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Dost thou want to procure <laughs> libations post-haste? <laughs> and she's like, what? Yeah. Why are you talking like that, bro? You're not even royal anymore. He's right. like, what do you mean? Royal blood throws through my veins still. <laughs> like the rolling of the Shall R we procure libations? And she's like, are you saying let's go for a drink? Procure libations! <laughs> Uh, Anyways, uh, well, you made me want to read the book even more. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be yeah. reading it in my head, hearing yeah. that hearing voice. Hearing that voice, yeah. yeah. I got, unfortunately, I got, I got more too. If you guys, you, want you got more. Yeah, yeah. not not for now. We'll oh. say, say, say some for later, right? Did you get to the part? Where, is there anything about the the Calgary Adventures of uh, of Mr. Harry? Oh, when Harry was a naughty boy, <laughs> pull Q to the backside. <laughs> Chapter for another day, Fuzzy. Wow. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Happy to be inside your device when you can't listen to the show live. 98.5 Virgin Radio. Every scar has a story. We want you to tell and tell with Discovery. The wonderful thing about asking somebody about their scar without being able to see it is you automatically get that mental image yeah. of maybe Ugh. what it was like when it happened Absolutely. and maybe what it looks like now. But Fuzzy, with this story on Discovery mm-hmm. from Mindy, mm-hmm. I feel like the other sense this is going to tantalize is your sense of hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I know that we can picture with our ears <laughs> what it sounded like when Mindy got this injury. <sighs> oh, Mindy, tell us about your scar and how you got it. So when I was a kid, uh, I got a sleepover. Everyone was 10, 11, started <laughs> telling scary stories, and then watched Halloween, the original Halloween. Oh, my goodness. So scary. And then all of a sudden, 
and there was this noise. They were in the, I, you know, it was in the basement, and there was this noise. All five of us freaked the f out. We ran into the closet, and I was the last one to go to, to be in the, you know, the group to get into the closet. And my friend went to close the sliding door, and I went but, but too fast, and I went face first into it. Oh! So I now have this, yeah, I have this really nice scar that kind of crosses across my sort of right above my eyebrows. Oh, no. Mindy, what is the uh, closet door made of? Because I'm picturing uh, the home I grew up in. We had those, like, aluminum, like, like like the metal ones that could cause some serious damage. Uh Yes, it was that kind of, yeah. Oh, they Yeah, and, you know, again, it was, there was a fair amount of blood. I mean, luckily, it it was weird because it wasn't, I guess, enough... I didn't, they didn't have to take me to the hospital or get stitches or anything. So in, in a certain way, it's not the biggest scar, but there is enough <laughs> that, you know. And also, I mean, honestly, my friends, I think my friends' parents were also a little, I mean, they, you know, they were a little, oh, you're fine. Just we'll put some ice on it. We'll, <laughs> we'll give you a towel. <laughs> you, you're you're going to be, you know. It's all good. I, I hadn't passed out or any, you know, thing and so and yeah so it was uh, I, I've never I actually I've never watched Halloween ever again oh, ever since then. no you can't I don't, I don't blame you and anytime you open up somebody's pantry you're like ah! <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh it's a wonderful thing that happens Danae when we ask questions that would be so inappropriate face to face but somehow over radio where we can't see it it's not that bad yeah we were just like oh what's that scar What's that all about? And how'd you get it? Yeah, the uh, story of her scar and how she got it is a uh, cautionary tale about the way school used to be from Maya. So I have a huge scar on my thumb. And that is a result of my art class (laughs) in elementary school. We were creating prints of leaves made out of linoleum. Oh, And in order to carve out the linoleum into the shape of the leaf, you need a linoleum cutter. And those are, like, very sharp, and the linoleum is very thick. Yes. I can remember using that tool to make, this is an embarrassing uh, story about being younger, uh, I wanted to make a like something that looked like a championship belt for my basement wrestling federation. Oh, wow. (laughs) But, like, cutting it is very hard, so there you are. What grade is this? Fourth grade. Fourth grade. That's way too young to be giving children linoleum cutters. I agree. Oh, no. So what happened? Obviously, you cut your thumb. Yeah. So, like, I'm sure you know that they're kind of wide. Like, they sort of, they don't create a thin slice. It's more like a trench. Oh. Um, and so I missed the linoleum, got my thumb. Oh. And, yeah, it was some of the worst pain and the most blood I've ever experienced in my life. Um, and for some reason, didn't get stitches. So now I have a huge scar. Yeah, that's super. It's like it's like probably like a big, like thick divot there. Like, could they've even stitched it up? It's uh, yeah, that's a great point. I don't know. I kind of didn't look at it. Oh <laughs> my goodness, you poor thing. <laughs> it was very traumatizing. Oh, and now like when you try to give somebody the thumbs up Aww. to be cool, you're like. Yeah, great job. Everybody's like, oh, get that thumbs up out of here. Yeah, I have a mangled thumb. 
hitchhiking never works for you? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh that's why. Okay. <laughs> that's why nobody's picking you up. <laughs> we uh, said this off the air. I couldn't imagine a uh, teacher today in Calgary being like, yeah. hello, parents of grade fours. Oh. Uh, we have a fun project in class tomorrow. We're going to be cutting linoleum with linoleum knives. Hell no. <laughs> it is not happening. Definitely not. But hey, it happened to Maya. Oh. She got a scar from it. What a pretty good story to tell, too. <laughs> and that is what it is all about with Discovery. If you've got a scar and a story about how you got it, we would love to hear from you. You can text in to 985-985. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Where you are the star of the show. Yep, surprise. You're being interviewed at 7 in the morning. Wake up. 98.5 Virgin Radio. It's Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. You probably had a conversation with your friends this week at some point of like a... Uh, so what exactly is a catalytic converter and why do people want to steal it from my vehicle? It's such a big problem in Calgary that Cal Tire has said, come to us. We will engrave your vehicle identification number on your catalytic converter. Yeah. So if somebody who steals it tries to resell it. Yeah. It may not work out for them. It virtually makes it unsellable, right? Because now it can be traced back to your vehicle. Yes, yes, definitely. And I mean, I think the big thing is like, why Why does this happen so much, right? And I guess it turns out because the stuff that's in there, I just Googled it and it says some of the stuff that's in there is more valuable than gold. Yeah. Seriously. Some of the yeah. stuff that it's made out of, which is crazy. I guess it's rhodium palladium and platinum are some of the elements that are in a catalytic converter and that's why people are just and it's also easy to steal yeah. if you've got the the tools especially like out of SUVs soft. and stuff like yeah. that which have a higher back end it's super easy to just yeah. go in and take a, a, a sawzall and just go yeah. zing zing and you're out huh yeah it's 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 weird to like think about um you know if you've had like insecurity of like oh geez i hope my car doesn't get broken into mm -hmm. yeah you know you put so much thought into like locking your doors making sure your windows aren't down maybe your vehicle has a security system maybe you make sure that like you know your purse is never visible in your car yeah. or there's not like a handful of change or a phone where someone walking by can look in your car and go oh wow that looks valuable I'm now going to break into this vehicle. Yes. Mm. There's like not a lot you can do of like right. this part is connected to the bottom yeah, of your car, exactly. like in the back. And and for some people who know what they're doing, they can have it off your vehicle in a matter seconds. Uh, of, of seconds and, and be out of there. And then you just fire up your car yeah. and you're like, what is that sound? What's going on? Because apparently, Fuzzy, you were saying that if you don't have a catalytic converter, your car fires up like as, <laughs> as soon as you start it, you can hear that there's something wrong with yeah. the car. My mine went on my first car that I ever had, my 94 Nissan Sentra that was a million years old when I was driving it. It had 500,000 kilometers on it. Whoa. And that went, and my dad wanted to fix it. I was like, no, that sounds like my car's from the Fast and the Furious. You, you like, liked it? sounded like I had some It sounded like I had some good some horsepower. Mods, yeah. Some, some horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. pop it some, some NOS to like, go no, really fast? We, we have to fix that. It sounds absolutely horrible, but I wanted to keep it. Because, it, yeah, it's so, so loud. It's one of those things where it's like, uh, hey, like thefts of this, of this thing on vehicles has gone up so much in Calgary. Like a couple years ago, it was like 500. Now it's in, in, the, in the multiple thousands, thousands uh, yeah. last year. It's like, what, what what do we do to protect it? Like, if you can't park your car in a garage where it's safe, like, what do you what do you even do? Just, like, Maybe we, like, can, like get some decals made that say, like, don't steal this one. It's haunted. Okay. Right? Maybe sure. that, that could deter some people. No. I don't think that's going to deter anyone. But like. we can, you know what? We'll go to the drawing board and we'll, we'll come okay, up with some just, ideas. Just riffing here. What if the de decal says, uh, don't worry, it's already stolen? It, no. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that might work. 
We have no solutions, no. but Sorry. but hey, it's just like you know, at some point this week, this conversation is going to come up where you are. Like, totally. Hey, that thing, that part they want, and now knowing it's valuable, and I don't know, don't don't buy a catalytic converter ring or jewelry or something <laughs> like that. I guess <laughs> on the secondary market, we don't know what's going on. Virgin Radio's one hundred thousand dollars destroy your debt. Just like your friends told you about, yes, it's a thing. Virgin Radio is giving away $100,000, and it's all going to one person. Uh, our latest winner is Anne-Marie, and she got a call from Buddy Miles from iHeartRadio Nights. Hello. Anne-Marie. Yes? It's happening. No, okay. Oh, my God. Okay, for the chance to win $100,000? Well... Did you read the other bit about the daily $1,000 bonus prize? Oh, really? Really. Are you serious? No, I didn't. Are you serious? Well done, Anne-Marie. Oh, my God. Thank you. That's crazy. Thank you so much. I don't believe it. This is awesome. Thank you. You better believe it. What will you spend it on? Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Maybe get out a little bit of debt from Christmas and buy something nice for the family. I don't know. And then if you won the $100,000, what would you spend that on? A new house. Can I have your old one? Uh, sure. We're just renting, but it's all yours. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. Uh, just out of interest, how many 1K keywords did you enter on the Virgin Radio website? You know what? Just one. No. Yes. You realize how infuriating that is to everyone who's entered every single one so far. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I'm sorry, but I'm not. <laughs> That's all it takes is one time to listen. One time to listen, to hear that keyword, and to go to the website and enter it, and then you could w- you could be entered to win $100,000 and win $1,000 that day. One time is all it takes, but tons of times definitely yeah. help, help you out. Right? Yeah. Six chances every single day to get into win $100,000 to destroy your debt. Hey, it's all going to one person. <laughs> to Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Hear them live weekdays 5.30 to 10 on 98.5 Virgin Radio.